BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Tribune Audio Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is The Cities. Cybersecurity, no longer something that can only be a concern of IT teams. We all need to know how to protect ourselves a little better. A two-day Quad City conference to improve the ways we protect ourselves from hackers wrapped up, but not before trying to inspire young people to think of cybersecurity as a profession and also help people take a big step forward in their own security. John Johnson and Shadrick Roberts are founding members of the Quad City Cybersecurity Alliance and the organizers of what was the fifth annual Quad Cities Cybersecurity Conference and Kids Hacker Camp, better known as CornCon. About 10 years ago, Shad and I formed the Quad City Cybersecurity Alliance, and uh, we wanted to raise the bar in the community, raise awareness about security with local businesses. And then about five, five years ago, we started our um, uh, started CornCon, our cybersecurity conference. And uh, the, the intention there was really to raise public awareness and to uh, bring what we learn from these big conferences when we're in Las Vegas and San Francisco and wherever, and bring it to the Quad Cities so that we can help the local businesses. Um, for the last nine years, I've been uh, helping organize the program at DEF CON, which is a big hacker conference in Las Vegas every summer that we go to. Um, organizing the uh, the kids program there and so I decided we need to bring that back and make that a part when we start our conference here we're gonna have the kids camp as well and it's just they've they fit together real well we want to get kids involved at a young age to think cybersecurity might be fun it might be a career hacking is not a bad thing as long as you're an ethical white hat hacker working for the good guys and uh, you know we want to get uh, high school kids into the pipeline going to college learning about cybersecurity, and then help, uh, help people move into cybersecurity as a potential career um, throughout the whole life cycle. Well, Shad, let's talk about just the last five years. The way technology has expanded, it's mind-boggling. I mean, what have you noticed just in the five years of CornCon, let alone the 10 years since the Alliance has been around? I mean, just so much has changed. We are in a world now where the kids, you know, basically having, uh, they've grown up with the internet. And I think the smartphone devices, and stuff like that. It, we're just in so much more of an interconnected world at this point that um, it just keeps changing faster and faster. And, and I think, you know, technologically or, or economically, there are a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of potential for people to have great careers in this field. Um, I would say we live more in a Silicon Valley is what I like to say, it's the Silicon Valley here. So people don't think of that. And a lot of times we lose a lot of our best talent to the coast, you know, Iowa, Iowa State have great programs and they graduate people and they don't think there are, are opportunities here. Um, so, you know, we have really just tried to, as John said, take that like from cradle to grave, start the kids early. You'll find out that some of these kids are far more advanced 
than you would ever have guessed. I but I wouldn't, to be perfectly honest, because I sit there and I think generationally two things. One is, like you said, they grew up with it. The second thing is, they believe that all of their information is out there anyway, whereas a generation such as mine is still somewhat in denial in this belief that, oh, I'm not going to give away a password or something like that because then they'll know something about me when they may already know. Yeah, we are, I do say that uh, today in the digital domain, like privacy is like a bit of a facade. And the reality is, I mean, you see it in local news every day and national news about breaches and things that have occurred. And all these things are a cause for alarm and things that we need to be aware of. But uh, the idea that you haven't had your privacy breached or something like that hasn't occurred uh, previously is kind of a, you know, a bit of a, I would say, as you said, we're in denial. Reality is it's happening every day. And these are just the things we hear about. Yeah, well, so, that's exactly it. And it is a bit of a misnomer to think that you have total privacy right now or that somehow you're off the grid and you're not somehow known. Yeah. I guess that could be a good thing or a bad thing because I know in so many different ways the Facebooks of the world or let's say even the large chain stores want to see what you're buying so they better stock their stores and that way the, the, some people would say oh, I understand for marketing sense the lack of privacy but in so many other ways they know way too much about us. Yeah we don't want to give away our technology we want to keep our technology right we want to have more technology that's better that uh, makes our companies more profitable that lets us connect with our friends better um, and so we don't want to go backwards, um, but to move forwards, we've probably got a shortage of a million cybersecurity jobs that are unfilled here in the U.S., and that's going to double in the next two years. And so we need to get people into the pipeline and realize if we can get smart people in there working on this problem, we can solve anything. Because let's be honest, it is a problem that's not going to go away. That's right. And it's only going to get trickier and trickier and better and better on both sides, that's I right. assume. That's right. We're also noticing, especially when it comes to government and defense, we're talking about business and industry. I'd assume that there's government jobs all over the all over the planet as well. Oh yeah, I mean there, there's a. I mean the bottom line is in this space, if you enjoy it and you like it, there's jobs in, you know, there's jobs in the private sector, there's jobs in academia, there's jobs um, with. I work myself in uh, day job for Department of Defense. Um, there's definitely, you know, there's a shortage across the board. In fact, it is so competitive that it's hard to acquire talent. I mean. If you are in this field and you have the, the skills that someone is looking for, you can almost name your price, which is why I think, you know, locally we felt after going out to these places that were a little bit more advanced or had been doing this longer, we're like, we can do this on a smaller, uh, a bite size or a smaller version here locally. Um, the program that it's, that John works with a few other friends is called Roots at DEF CON. And we do our own kind of mini flavor or version of that here in the Quad Cities. So the kids are really the future. They understand the technology and perhaps they understand the next phase of the technology better than we do. But what about people that are a little bit older? We just had a report of uh, hacking over the last weekend at a credit union. And, and so it always seems like when it comes to a lot of people, just stay out of my finances and my medical records. And that seems to be where so many breaches are occurring. Yeah, well, I'll say the, the two places uh, that are the most common are going to be over the phone the robocallers who try to scam you, and uh, through email, where they try to get you to click on something. Uh, those are the most common. And so uh, the, you know, basic awareness, being a little skeptical, works. But the neat thing about uh, the CornCon Kids Hacker Camp is they have to stay with their parents the whole day. Somebody has to, they have to have a guardian there. And so their parents are there with them, whether they're soldering their badge, whether they're um, learning how elections can get hacked, uh, whether they're coding, and their parents 
are the ones who are really learning. Yeah, I would at think this so. Kids camp. There's definitely a lot of that. Well, and, and let's talk about that because in so many different ways, the kids are going to be teaching the parents. That's right. So, is that what you're kind of hoping that will happen at the conference? I think it's you know it, it's full uh, duplex. I mean, the parents learn and the kids learn. I mean, I think we've created cybersecurity professionals in their 40s and 50s. Uh, people kind of decide, hey, I, I can't be a truck driver anymore, but I've always been analytical. And there's a lot of, uh, like I said, I, th I think it's inspired both directions. Um, and I was just say, I want to add on the other thing. The other one that's been local a lot lately is when you're talking about financial uh, crimes and identity theft is a lot of the, the basics of like just card skimming and exactly. you were talking about giving advice. I, I always tell people never use your uh, debit card. You know, you use a credit card because then you're only liable to $50 maybe. And I myself have had to change my credit card at least like 20 times. Just an easy tip like that can save a lot of people money. Yeah. yeah. But, but is it also a problem, let's be honest, is that, hey, my credit union, my bank will reimburse me if it happens, there's no loss to me. Sometimes, not always. Um, it's you know that I would say locally the the situations or the you know anything that we've had happen locally. I've heard positive things about the local credit unions doing that, but it, there is no uh, guarantee that that would be the case. You know, with with credit cards, it is um, financially insured, and and honestly, the industry is so good at it because it happens so often mm -hmm. that you know they usually are emailing you or calling you or locking your card down. And you discovered at the most, you know, inopportune time. And but in the grand scheme, it's such a cost to society, maybe not to the individual, but to the entire society. And <laughs> sure. You were talking about there could be good hackers and bad hackers. And there's a quote that you have. You have a responsibility to promote safety, privacy, and security. That's what you're saying to, what, this generation and future generations, any, anybody who uses a computer, so to speak? That, that's right. Um, if, you, if you understand technology, you have, you know, kind of an ethical duty. To, to use it appropriately and to you know, help other people. And so we tell the kids that you have a superpower and you need to use this superpower for good, not for bad. And there are a lot of bad people out there trying to do bad things, but, uh, but there's a path that you can take as a white hat hacker. We want to encourage kids to be curious. We want to encourage them to try things. We want to encourage them to stay within the boundaries of the law, but to have a good time. And, uh, and so I think that if they don't have any guidance it's very easy to, to stray off that path. Oh, very, so we're, yeah. we're trying to provide them some guidance. And, uh, and of course, their teachers and their parents and you know, everyone else is as well. Well, let's be honest, 20, 30 years ago, being involved in IT or being involved in hacking, you were thought of as the nerd that was upstairs 20 years old <laughs> in their bedroom late True. at night, yeah. coding and, and, and doing whatnot. It's not that way anymore. It's, it's kind of like, um, like to further on what John was saying, you, the nerds have kind of like taken over. All the big companies, all this stuff that, you know, Google, Facebook, Amazon, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these, you know, the economic where we are today were started by people out of their garage as an, as an entrepreneur. And they're using the technology. I always look at it like the technology is just a tool. And it can be used for good, it can be used for bad. Um, the, the best defenders I have found are ones that know how to think like the ones that are you know, out to do bad. You almost have to outsmart them, of Correct. course. It's like, a, it's like a game of chess. That's it, it never really ends, and you're constantly trying to stay ahead of them, and just slow them down enough. You know, to to just stay just slightly ahead of the power curve, which is critically important. But does that mean that our schools have to be better at what they're teaching? I mean, we're we're, we're focusing a little more on STEM education. We're getting there, I guess, baby steps. But it sounds like we need more than baby steps here. 
Yeah, a lot of schools are introducing computer science, and um, I know that Project Lead the Way is big here in the Quad Cities with some of the schools. Um, I work with another alliance um, nonprofit, and we develop some curriculum that goes along with Project Lead the Way to try to introduce cybersecurity. But yeah, the younger you can start to get them thinking that way, the better. John Johnson and Shadrick Roberts, founding members of the Quad Cities Cybersecurity Alliance. You can find out more about the Alliance or future conferences by going to corncon.net. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. Tribune Audio Network.